Welcome to Fides Podcast. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening. My name is Jerry Serino and I am your host. A Fides is Latin for truth and our show is about the truth and that's all we're going to get in every episode is exploring the truth and rejoicing in the truth. So thanks for listening. You can find me at Jerry at FidesPodcast.com. It's Jerry at FidesPodcast.com. Uh, just a quick shout out to uh, my friend Frank Camp, who uh, his music that you're hearing in the background and you hear at the beginning of every one of my episodes. Uh, you can find him on Spotify under Frank Camp. Uh, and this song is called Heaven Can Wait. It's a great song, and there are a lot of other great ones too. So uh, thanks for listening, and let's get to this episode. Okay, and welcome to another episode of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I am your host. Uh, as we know, Fides means truth. It is Latin for truth, and that's what we're seeking to bring forward in all of these episodes. And today, my guest is uh, Jennifer Cabani of, of The College Fix. I had her, her colleague, Matt Lamb, on an earlier episode to talk about um, an article that he wrote. And uh, uh, Jennifer is the editor of The College Fix, a great great site that you have to go to and we'll talk about it a little bit further but Jennifer thanks for being here my pleasure hey so so just for those that don't necessarily know a whole lot about it I mean I I've gotten to know the college fix really well because I'm I look at it almost multiple times a day because there's great articles tell us about the college fix how it started and and sort of what your mission is well we are 10 10- years old this year, so we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year, but we are a nonprofit organization that seeks to train up the next generation of honest, truth-telling journalists, and we do that by identifying, identifying talented young men and women on college campuses, training them how to find stories, report on stories, giving them internships at leading news publications in our nation's capital. And we also publish the College Fix, our daily news website focused on higher education. Yeah, it's really great. I, and I'm not just saying that. It's um, for those that are listening, it's thecollegefix.com. Um, I, I look at it multiple times a day. There's excellent, excellent articles. These young students you have uh, writing these articles are quite talented. And I think it's um, no better time than now to be looking at honest, true journalism as everyone listening, I'm sure can understand where I'm coming from. So um, it's really, really great stuff. So obviously, you, you know, you focus, if you're someone who reads, reads um, the site and the articles, you guys focus on uh, the universities, you know, things that are going on on college campuses, primarily. Um, what are you seeing? What is going on with our college campuses today? Ooh, well, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, I've been doing this, as I mentioned, uh, since for 10 years, almost 10 years, me personally. And um, I've seen it evolve over the last several years where it's, I feel like it's actually gotten even more radical. But mm-hmm. lately, the themes are anti-racism, critical race theory, white privilege, toxic masculinity, silence is violence, not saying anything is violent, uh, white fragility and death to free speech. <laughs> so 
So, you know, basically a nutshell. Oh, and no due process. Yeah. And, and who cares about that pesky thing called the First Amendment if somebody's feelings are hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing to me that what we're doing to these college students. Uh, you know, look, I I'm a conservative uh, ideology, and 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 really, in a sense, your your site is and your news is, you know, you you call it your daily dose of right minded news, but we're we're really just looking for truth, and and when we're denying truth to people especially college students, you know, let's have our disagreements. I mean, let, let's talk about the different things instead of shoving something down everyone's throat. That's, it's not good for them. Um, so I, 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 I've actually had a number of your, your articles um, that I've wanted to um, talk to you about. And every time I would see a new one, I'd be like, oh, no, I'll focus on that. And then I'd see another one. I'd say, oh, no, I'll focus on that. Um, but the one that I decided to, to focus on with you is your article on the 1619 project. Um, and I, maybe for those, I, I think there's a lot of people that have heard about the 1619 and all that kind of stuff and, and not fully sure. Can you maybe start off with an explanation of what the 1619, you know, philosophy or project is? Yeah, sure. So the 1619 project is a publication put out by the New York Times Times in August of 2019 that essentially attempts to reframe America's historic narrative to focus on a pirate ship that landed in Virginia in 1619 that happened to have uh, 20 slaves on it. And that event is the beginning of America, according to the New York Times. And they have uh, basically argued that America has founded on slavery. They've argued in the 1619 project that the American Revolution was fought to maintain slavery. They've argued in the 1619 project that uh, Abraham Lincoln is a racist. And they've argued in the 1619 project that, uh, that slavery built the American capitalist system that you see today, not innovation or, you know, mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. Those are, those are the three main false narratives that the 1619 Project put forth that have been thoroughly, thoroughly debunked by so many historians on both the right and the left spectrum, um, including the article I just recently wrote about a new book called 1620, which argues the real beginning of America's founding was the Mayflower Compact and not some random ship that arrived in Virginia that happened to be carrying. Actually, what's, what's interesting is the book even debunks that, the, the 20 slaves on that ship we're actually freed, uh, according to some historians later. So, but you know, why let facts get in the way of good story, according to the New York Times? Right. <laughs> so. right. So, I mean, that's really indicative of what you were saying before, where they where they just have a particular narrative and they speak about it as though it's true. Um, you know, anyone's welcome to write a book and say, "Hey, this is what my opinion is." But uh, uh, so, so in the in the 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 book, you specifically and you interview the book's author, Peter Woods. Um, in the in the book called 1620 a critical response to the 1619 project uh, what are some of the points that he makes in there you you, you mentioned a couple um, yeah that he that sort of debunk all of it I know it's there's it's a whole book so I would suggest everyone read it sure yeah no you know it's it's really really interesting book so with regard to the argument that America was, the, the American Revolution was fought to keep slavery. I mean, that doesn't take a lot 
to debunk. I mean, that is completely false. And he cites, you know, historical documents, um, historians who have come against that to say that, no, I mean, this was definitely about freedom, about a new land, about a new idea of self-governance. And that, that tra traces back to his argument that the Mayflower Compact is really the beginning kind of foundation of America because it was the first document that put forth the idea of self-governance, you know, that we could have a, a, like a shared set of laws that we all agree on, you know, a government by the people and for the people. Um, in terms of the argument that Abraham Lincoln was racist, what the 1619 Project tried to do was to cherry pick like a, two quotes of Lincoln's that he said um, over the course of his long life um, that, that, that didn't look great uh, toward, you know, uh, respect for the African-American. Uh, you know, I don't know if you have lived your whole life and never said anything not great. Uh, certainly Abraham Lincoln was human like the rest of us and um, they found these two little little comments that he made over the course of his over the course of his long life that that didn't necessarily reflect well on respect for the African American. Out of that, they they's like Abraham Lincoln is racist, you know. Right. So uh, the book just cites you know time after time where Abraham Lincoln in fact was perhaps the most pivotal uh, person in American history to defend American, African Americans and defeat and end slavery. Mm. Um, you know, was he motivated to, to keep America united? Yes, but that doesn't mean he wasn't also motivated uh, to free the slaves. So uh, the book also debunks that narrative. And also, you know, one of the, one of the things um, that some of these historians are trying to, uh, some of the 1619 project writers are trying to say is that uh, cotton was king and that all of America's wealth was created on this agricultural society of, of, the, of the cotton of the South. That's completely false. America's wealth was founded on the entrepreneurship and the, uh, the individualism and the opportunities that abounded in the North. And in fact, the book cites this, uh, part, this book, uh, uh, Democracy in America by Alex de Tocqueville, mm -hmm. who is he's kind of floating down the Ohio River. He looks to uh, one side, the North, where, you know, there's, enterprise and you know buildings and hustle and bustle and markets and activity and then he looks to the where there's a, a slave state and it's just agriculture and it's quiet and it's slow and you know maybe once in a while he sees a handful of, of, of slaves you know chilling by the side of the river and then that the dynamic is so stark so that's another thing the book debunks it's great but you know the the 1619 project is kind of a microcosm of everything that kids are being taught in college and universities today mm -hmm. that america was racist that america was founded on on you know on slavery and, and will never be free of that and the only way to resolve this issue is to overthrow democracy and institute you know democratic socialism so that we all can be equal and nobody's better than anybody else that is the left solution and they are fighting tooth and nail to see that implemented in America today. And so they just teach kids from the Communist Manifesto. I mean, the Communist Manifesto is the, like one of the number one assigned books in college today. You know, they're not reading some of the great uh, economists that argue against that. So um, there is a corruption in our universities and they really are trying to brainwash these kids 
to believe that America is evil and social and socialism is the, is the cure. And that is in a nutshell what's going on. Yeah. And that's a lot. That, that's a lot that you just said. That was really, really well put. Um, it just it's an indoctrin indoctrination and in, in whether it's not all the stuff you talked about with race, um, but even, you know, kids are believing that the world's going to end in 12 years because of global warming <laughs> and they're little kids being taught these things with no basis of information. Uh, and then as you as you as they get older, they accept it as simply fact. And God forbid anyone gives them counterfacts, and it seems like their response is rage, right? That's why there's yeah. all this rage on college campuses. Yeah, to be sure, let your audience know, they literally do think the world's going to end in 12 years. We mm -hmm. sent one of our reporters to a, a protest, a climate change protest at the height of, you know, Greta, whatever her name was. And, uh, you know, it was like, do you think the world's going to end in 12 years? Our reporter asked, and they're like, yeah, you know, climate change, bro. And it's just like, they, I mean, they have no, you know, I don't even know if they're in reality at this point, but uh, the world will not end in 12 years. And what's unfortunate is that the left silences the brave professors and scholars who are willing to say, hey, look, you know, there's some very small incremental changes in the climate, but that's been going on for billions of years. It's not human activity. The climate has changed on this planet for as long as history has been around. So, right. you know, blaming your Volkswagen, but you know, got, you know, nobody's going to be allowed to hear that professor speak. They're shut down, silenced, fired, marginalized, you know, um, got, that's how the left operates, whether it's, you know, conservatism, you know, on economics, on the, on the climate, on history, everything is shut down. And these kids are being force fed critical race theory. Everything is viewed through the lens of race, gender, and sexuality. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, basically, you're told if you're white, you're racist. Even if you're not racist, you don't feel you're racist, you are. So just accept it and come and we'll tell you how to cure that. It's it's crazy. Um, it, it's scary. I have young kids and I don't know if you do and whatnot, but, you know, this is scary that they're growing up in this. I actually have a, I want to do a, an episode on climate change and I have a stack of information and notes that I took just doing my own research and it didn't take that long. It's all out there, but the whole mantra of the world's ending in 12 years and the man is destroying the planet is so absurd, I, but people believe it like it's a religion. And it's like you said, they, they learn it from day one and anything else is marginalized. So maybe I'll end with, um, you know, what, you know, obviously is you're, you're a journalist and you're working with young journalists and teaching and mentoring them. Um, you had mentioned about the sort of the bias and, um, you know, the, the negation of truth and in both sides. And we've seen that recently with the media uh, ignoring things uh, on Joe Biden's scandals, his family. We saw um, literally they blocked it out. They're blocking out and refusing to even cover hearings on um, voter fraud, Right. Hey, maybe there was, maybe there wasn't, maybe there, let's hear all the facts. They're refusing. Um, I had someone tell me I had on my show that the, an article or discussions on um, hydroxychloroquine for COVID-19 that nope, can't even see it. Can't even talk about it. Right. W what are you seeing um, with journalism? Do you see the college fix and in, in other groups slowly taking over 
um, which I hope they do. I mean, it, it's a war. It's a battle because yeah. we, there, you know, the College Fix and many other center-right news outlets are doing their best to get the information out there. But there's so many Americans who there's this term, the low information voter, yeah. but they don't have access to the other side. So they're just spoon fed this garbage, these lies, this bias, and they believe it and they don't have anything to counter it. And then big tech, you know, censors, dethrottles. I mean, you know, look what they did with the, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop thing. I mean, they literally wouldn't let it be shared on Twitter at all. Right. Um, so it's, it's a battle for, of information. It's a battle of big tech. It's a battle of truth. I mean, where there's people out there fighting the good fight, like the College Fix and many other news sites. Um, the problem is access to the to the people who wouldn't hear it otherwise. Mm-hmm. We, have, you know, there's 70 plus million people that voted for Donald Trump, and you know, they do have access to that, that information. But the other half of America doesn't, and they never get to hear the other side because they're they're not being shown the other side. I mean, I follow leftists, I follow liberals, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear their arguments, but uh, do leftists follow conservative? Do they ever hear our arguments? I don't think so. No, I don't <laughs> think so either. No help. And the New York Times is no help. And, uh, you know, mainstream media is no help. And, you know, Don, you know, CNN is no help. You know, so it's a war. It's a battle for the heart and soul and mind of America. It's happening in the media. It's happening in the, in the colleges. And so that's essentially what the college fix does is it's a war on two fronts. We're training up brave, honest conservative journalists who will ask the questions nobody else will ask. And we're exposing the indoctrination on college campuses. So it's, it's a win-win. It's, it's never a dull moment, as you know, because you read our website, but there's literally never a dull moment. And the minute you think, well, it can't get worse than this, the next day you're like, oh, it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a great way to sum everything up. You know, it, it's, a, it's a battle for the heart, soul, and mind of America. And information is very, very key. Uh, so uh, this, this was great. I could, I could keep talking to you. Like I said, I come across an article twice a day where I'm like, Ooh, I, I need to get Jennifer. Ooh, I'll talk about that with Jennifer. Cause these are really good articles. I would highly recommend everyone go to the collegefix.com. They are a nonprofit. So if you're, you know, if, if this is something you want to donate to, I'm sure they can use it. Um, great articles, very well-written, very informative, really they're doing the job. These young people with the guidance of Jennifer and others um, are doing the job that uh, as Rush Limbaugh says, the mainstream media should be doing right. Um, <laughs> he, he calls them, he's my sort of mentor or I don't know him, but um, he calls it drive-by journalism, right? I don't know if you've heard yeah. him say that. Oh yeah. No, we're all, we're excited because we, one of our articles was mentioned in the November edition of the Limbaugh letter. So we were like, Hey, yeah, awesome. that was a- exciting for us. And I've been listening to Rush since 1992. So I'm right there with you. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great. Well, so again, uh, Jennifer uh, Cabani uh, from the College Fix, the editor of uh, College Fix, uh, really great stuff. Very, very interesting. Uh, again, you're doing great stuff. And so is your uh, your whole team there and in, in mentoring these young people to bring forward the truth. And this really is a battle for the heart, soul and mind of America. So thank you, Jennifer, for being here. We I appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay, and great. So that's an, another episode of Fides Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, go to the, go to thecollegefix.com and you can get some great news uh, every single day. It's a great website, so please do. Okay, uh, see you next time.